We have reached the point in our service where we observe the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is an ordinance which Jesus commanded his followers to keep, to remember him, and to proclaim his death until he would return. We would like for you to follow along in your Bible as we think together about this, the significance of this ordinance. Turn to Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to be in a little bit eating a cracker in which, which represents the body of Christ. It was in a human body that Jesus came and bore the sins of all who would believe in him. And he suffered the punishment for our sins when he was on the cross. After we've eaten the cracker, we will drink the cup, which represents the, the blood of Jesus. He poured out his blood to redeem us to God and to cleanse us from sins. Please turn with me to Philippians 3, chapter, or chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. We're going to look at the difference that the death of Christ made in the life of the Apostle Paul. Paul was a stellar member of God's chosen people, the Jews, the descendants of Abraham. Paul was also a Pharisee, but he was not a nominal Pharisee. He was a zealous one, so zealous that he persecuted the church, which he regarded to be a heretical sect. He was blameless in keeping the law, the outward, at least the outward practices of the law. However, after he met Christ... Paul counted all his own righteousness and attainments as loss. What made the difference? He found a value in knowing Christ that surpassed any attainment that he ever gained in his life as a Pharisee. In fact, there was nothing that even came close to the value of knowing Christ. Follow along as I read Paul's testimony in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ, and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through the faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. What difference did Christ make in the life of the apostle? Notice that he mentions two kinds of righteousness in verse 9. The first kind he had before he met Christ. The second kind he received when he met Christ. Before he met Christ, he sought a righteousness of his own doing. He was blameless in the outward observance of the law, but he failed to realize that he failed deeply in keeping the inward requirements of the law, loving God with all your heart, loving your neighbor as yourself. He was like the majority of the Jews of his day, who have a zeal for God, but being ignorant of God's righteousness, they sought to establish their own righteousness. After he met Christ, he came to realize 
that his own righteousnesses were nothing but filthy rags in God's sight. And he soon came to have the same assessment of his own righteousness that God had. He counted all his own achievements as garbage that he may gain Christ. What he had turned, what he had found in Christ, he found that he had received a righteousness that was not his own, but a righteousness from God on the basis of faith in Christ. The righteousness from God is the only righteousness which a holy God can accept. Paul received this righteousness by faith alone in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. To know Jesus Christ became the predominant passion of Paul's life. To him, to live with Christ. His pursuit in life was now to reach the goal for, for which God had called him. He called it the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God's purpose for, whom, for all whom he has called is that they become conformed to the image of his Son. Paul was pressing on toward that goal. Paul knew that he had not yet reached that goal. He looked forward to the day when God finally would complete his great purpose and we share in the perfection of Jesus Christ. Think of what it must have meant to Paul when he sat down with other Christians and observed the Lord's Supper. He must have been thinking, this bread represents the body of the one who loved me and gave himself over for me. This cup represents the blood by which I received the righteousness through faith alone in Christ who died for me. Christians, as we partake this morning, let the death of Christ remind us of God's love for us. Let it remind us of God's hatred of sin so that we may turn from it. And let joy and thankfulness arise in our hearts toward the one who alone is our righteousness. When your heart is prepared, you may partake. If you're here this morning and have not yet realized that you need a righteousness that only God can give you, you should not partake of the Lord's Supper. It, it is really meant just for people who are trusting fully in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Let the elements pass you by, but please consider what God has said about your desperate need of Christ. Talk with one of the leaders in our church about how this righteousness may be yours. Men, come forward to service.